0: Recording. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to 2ATB or not atb We are still on thoracic imaging and we're going to cover a bit about, like, uh, a little bit about emphysema, some airway tumours, and then let's see what time we get to maybe some pleura, maybe that might be a separate episode. Yeah, Tell me about the pathophysiology of emphysema. Path- Mm.
1: Well, seeing as the imaging, I see it as the rubbing out okay. of the normal lung.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just the breaking away of the normal land? Why? Oh, why? Oh, usually smoking.
0: Yeah, what happens?
1: Um, the badness in smoking, <laughs> deletes it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when else do you see emphysema?
1: CBD. Well, that's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> when else do you see it? Um... Mm.
0: Old people, no. Yeah. Young person with really severe emphysema. and I think their liver also doesn't work very well. Is it a syndrome? Mm-hmm. It's a deficiency. Uh,
1: what
0: are they deficient in? Oh, for one antitrypsin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, elastase is the the oh, thing. Yeah. Um, so elastase is produced by alveolar macrophages and neutrophils, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Both smoking causes an increase in both macrophages and neutrophils. Okay. Think about it as your body trying to be like, "What What's are you putting into me?" Yeah. Absolutely not. So they make more of this elastase. Yeah, that is a destructive it enzyme. Like an enzyme
1: of course, and yeah. it
0: um, so you're trying to like destroy the bugs because it's like a f- protective, it's okay. trying to fight, right? Um, but because you're smoking so much, so constantly, the elastase um, is, is harmful to the native tissues and breaks them down. Alpha-1 antitrypsin normally neutralizes elastase. So it's like a countermeasure.
1: And when you're deficient
0: exactly so either you've got a surplus of elastase which is smoking related emphysema or a deficiency of the neutralizing enzyme which is alpha one antitrypsin and you get lung destruction and that gives you the emphysema so yes you're right it's rubbing out um so you get destruction of the alveolar walls Mm -hmm. and that gives you irreversible enlargement of the distal air spaces makes sense yeah um and although emphysema itself doesn't initially involve fibrosis end stage emphysema leads to this like reparative response your body's trying to repair it and that gives you pulmonary fibrosis okay yeah tell me about the different types of emphysema
1: so you get
0: paraseptal, there's three centriogular and pan oh yeah thank you very nice um i don't think these are that difficult like no, helpful um,
1: essentially along the subplural areas yeah central lobular in the middle of the mm-hmm. lobule mm-hmm. and then if it's so bad that it's massive
0: yeah um key fact about each okay. so central lobular emphysema um
1: do, 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 do,
0: predominantly affects the upper lobes okay um and mm-hmm. then All, this bit here, it says all smoking-related lung disease, so respiratory bronchiolitis, respiratory bronchiolitis, uh, interstitial lung disease, whatever DIP stands for, I can't remember, and pulmonary Langerhans cell histiocytosis, and then emphysema, they can all be within the same spectrum of disease that are related to these macrophages and, like, inhaled toxins and stuff. So all of those...
1: Are being respiratory bronchiolitis...
0: I think it's respiratory bronchitis.
1: diffuse idiopathic
0: Yeah, why not? I'm fine with that. Um, paraseptal emphysema. The only thing really to know you about know, it.
1: Quite a bit of interstitial pneumonia.
0: Thank you. Smoking related. Yeah. Um, the only thing to know about paraseptal emphysema is it predisposes you to pneumothorax, pneumothoraces. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. And then panlobular. Um, this one's the one that you see in alpha 1 antitrypsin. Okay. Um, I mean, you can see it in horrendous. I mean, not only, but yes. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> can see it in horrendous yeah. things, but if you see a young person with awful emphysema, panlobular, you're going to think alpha 1 antitrypsin. Am I right? Is it male predominant.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: it's very interesting. I don't know. I've, the only patients I've seen with it are male, but I've only seen two of them. <laughs>
1: in radiology. No, in no, no. no. I was gonna say. Um.
0: Sorry, I just want to see that. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, tell me about airway tumors.
1: Airway tumors. Okay. Mm. Um,
0: common? Not common. Uncommon. Thank you. Rare. <laughs> um, malignant or benign? Malignant. In adults, the vast majority are malignant. Okay. In children, most are benign. Okay. Can... Tell me about some airway tumors. It's Thank miss that. you. Tell me about that one.
1: I mean, that's the extent
0: it. Okay, so it's the most common primary tracheal malignancy. Okay. What's it strongly associated with? Smoking. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you get a on a CT, you get a polypoid intraluminal, so within the trachea mass. Yeah. Um The contours of the mass can be irregular, smooth or lobulated. The tumour can occasionally invade into the esophagus. So you get?
1: A fistula.
0: A tracheoesophageal fistula. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Tell me about another airway tumour. There's
1: this adenoid
0: cell. Adenoid cystic carcinoma. carcinoma. Very nice. Any thoughts?
1: No, not really. Okay.
0: Rare. Must be rare. Uh, it doesn't say anything. Had you um, heard
1: about ACC before?
0: No. Okay. Certainly not. Um, <laughs> but I haven't heard of most cancers. I seem to ignore them. Um, adenoid cystic carcinoma is a relatively low-grade malignancy, usually affects patients in their 40s. A decade, to, a decade or two younger than a typical SCC patient, it is not associated with cigarette smoking. It has a propensity for perineural and submucosal spread, um, and despite the fact that it's relatively slow growing, gray, slow growing and low grade, um, if it's metastatic, you get intense FDG uptake on PET imaging. Oh, okay,
1: that's like questionable, isn't it?
0: Exactly. Um, so the typical CT appearance of an ACC is a submucosal mass that infiltrates the tracheal wall and surrounding mediastinal fat. ACC can also present circumferential tracheal bronchial thickening causing an airway stenosis. Ah, okay. That's why it was in our differentials earlier. I did say it, but oh, really? you know, when I was talking about, Stop. Oh, that's
1: the thickening.
0: yeah, I was talking about, where's it gone now? Here we go. I was talking about tracheal amyloid at the time. And I said there was a nodular, irregular thickening of the trachea. And I said the pattern is not specific. Differential includes sarcoid, multifocal adenoid, cystic carcinoma, and tracheal mets. Okay,
1: thank you.
0: No problem. Tell me about another lovely. Tell me. Well, again, surely is it not diffuse
1: thickening? What cells does it
0: come from? (laughs) We've said this a few times. Yeah. Neuroendocrine. Oh, I was going to say
1: that, that's <laughs> quite
0: uh, so Very good. And then you can get low-grade, aggressive, small cell. Um, Sorry? So these are the same as the carcinoids that we talked about in lung cancers, because they're in the airways, right? Um, we won't go back over it, because we've done a whole thing on it previously. But so you get low-grade, aggressive, and then you can get small cell carcinoma. They they give you a range of biological behaviours and they can secrete hormones such as ACTH, which will give you...
1: Um, Cushions.
0: Thank you. Um, Endobronchial carcinoid is rare in adults. It is the most common bronchial tumour in children. Okay. Okay. Um, Carcinoid almost always occurs distal to the carina. I think that's in here as well. So I think that's a key examinable fact. Um, And then... A CT, you get an endoluminal bronchial mass Mm -hmm. with homogeneous arterial enhancement. So it sort of lights up on arterial, arterial. I guess you look so not at ease. Well, it's just there's quite a few, and they're all
1: quite weird. Yeah. Cancers. God, how am I going to remember these? We'll try.
0: We'll just try. (laughs) Um, There's also something else (laughs) in addition to carcinoid. The differential of an enhancing endobronchial mass. Includes. So
1: that implies the first
0: two don't enhance? Possibly. But it doesn't say they enhance. It's the does the mm-hmm. so, so it includes mucoepidermoid carcinoma, hemangioma, and glomus tumors. I wouldn't worry about that too much. Yeah, Tell me about mucoepidermoid carcinoma. So this is weird. It arises from tiny salivary glands lining the tracheobronchial tree. Younger patients than adenoid cystic carcinoma.
1: Even younger
0: again. Mm -hmm. And you get on CT, you get a round or oval endobronchial mass, and it is indistinguishable from a carcinoid. So always in your differential. Um, Um,
1: Was there like um, a differentiating feature for carcinoid on CT?
0: No. No, no. no, They—that's what they were saying. The differential for that is always those things. Um, Tracheal lymphoma. Yeah. Rare, usually associated with malt tissue, mucosa-associated lymphoid tissue, and it's low grade. Um, Anything else? Any other things you can think of? You've
1: already mentioned it as
0: well. Mets. Yeah, tell me.
1: Do I have to tell you where from?
0: No. Oh Oh, yeah, you do. (laughs) I'll tell you. So, breast, renal, thyroid, lung, melanoma, sarcoma. Most common. Malignancies to metastasize to the central okay. airways. Yeah, um, you can get a heterogeneously enhancing mass invading things, um, but basically it's non-specific. Okay. Uh, it says here the pneumonic "breath lung," but "breath" spelled incorrectly, may be helpful to remember the four most common airway metastases: breast, renal cell, thyroid, and lung. So
1: where they come.
0: Yeah, I don't like that mnemonic at yeah. all. It's rubbish. Um, then you can get direct invasion. Yeah. So um, that's actually more common than endobronchial METs. Okay. So aggressive laryngeal, thyroid, esophageal, and lung cancer can cause direct yeah, invasion. Make that make makes sense. Yeah. And then some benign endobronchial lesions. Any thoughts? Don't read it.
1: Papillomas.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, but papillomas can be a pre malignant lesion. They can become a carcinoma, um, so they are closely followed up. A single papilloma...
1: Hold on, they're closely followed up. Surely I even have a biopsy to know what
0: they are? Probably. Okay. I would imagine they actually just get removed in actual practice, but I'm not... where they are,
1: isn't Exactly. It? Yeah.
0: Um, a single papilloma is usually caused by... Is
1: this
0: a virus? Chronic irritation. I don't know what would chronically irritate your trachea. Coughing? I don't know. Um, multiple papillomas are also called laryngotracheal papillomatosis. That can be caused by HPV, thank you, um, which may be acquired at birth. Rarely, less than 1% of these will spread to the lungs. And do you know what they do there? They cavitate. So you can get multiple cavitary nodules. That'd be interesting. a, it's
1: a cool good one. That'd be see. a really
0: good one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um Another thing that can be in a benign endobronchial lesion is a chondroma, which is a benign cartilaginous tumour. Rare. We didn't know
1: that
0: because we remember we spoke about. Yes, we oh, did. Um, and other, endobronchial, other benign endobronchial lesions include a schwannoma, adenoma, hamartoma, hemangioma, lipoma, and leiomyoma. It's
1: too many.
0: It's too many. Agreed. What time are we on? Should we do pleura quickly?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: 14. Oh, fine. Rattle through that. Yeah. Right, pleura, pleural malignancy, <laughs> go.
1: Mesothelioma. Thank you. Uh, Mets. Yeah. And there's one weird one that they talk about. Pleural tops. Pain. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't do a charades for a medical condition, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a really good drinking game, um, multiple myeloma or plasma oh, cytoma, okay. I was doing back pain and like you know they have those like pepper pot lesions yeah, in the yeah. skull, <laughs> so mesothelioma, go tell me. Um,
1: it's malignancy of pleura, Thank you. and often presents with like some nodular thickening of the pleura it can be associated with an effusion. Um, Ooh, ooh, ooh. You can get not only sort of laterally, you can get the pleural thickening sort of around the spine and Yeah. That's that. one
0: of the key features, isn't it? Yeah. I think
1: so. Um, and I'm not
0: sure what else. So there are two subtypes. Any oh, thoughts? No. Epithelial subtype, more common, slightly better prognosis. Okay. Sarcomatoid and mixed subtypes are more aggressive. Um, Obviously, you have to be exposed to asbestos, (laughs) silicon. (laughs) Um, CT usually shows nodular, concentric, pleural thickening, often with an associated effusion. You said that most beautifully. Surgery. So you can have extra pleural pneumonectomy or you can have pleurectomy and decortication. Do you know who has which? No. So extra pleural pneumonectomy is pervo- performed for patients with locally invasive disease, whereas pleurectomy... Extra
1: pleural pneumonectomy. I don't know what that maybe means. Maybe the whole lung and pleura gets removed.
0: I don't know, maybe. Then okay,
1: what's
0: the other option? Pleurectomy and decortication. So
1: that's only the pleura.
0: Yeah, so this one is the less, for less advanced disease. Yeah. And here the lung and fissures are spared. That surprised me that the fissures are spared too. Um. Um, prognosis is equivalent to pleurectomy or pneumonectomy for the less aggressive epithelial subtype. I don't know what that means. Um, and then try... Oh,
1: I if you have the epithelial subtype, whether you get pneumonectomy or just pleura yeah. out, so the prognosis is the same.
0: Okay, perfect. Try modality therapy. Any thoughts on what that is? So that's surgery and intraoperative heated chemotherapy and then radiation is... Um, beneficial for a subset heated chemotherapy i find that weird um, it's beneficial but only for a subset of patients Mets. what goes to the pleura lung. yeah
1: um
0: pressed no <laughs> is it you or not really
1: no,
0: no not really um so it's lung cancer um gi and gu adenocarcinomas Invasive thymomas. I would not have got
1: this. No,
0: that's <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, tell me about multiple myeloma slash plasmacytoma. So, it, multiple myeloma is that not spread to the pleura, or
1: is it multiple myeloma of the pleura?
0: No. So, it's actually. Um, I think it's something that looks like a pleural lesion, but isn't. So, it's um, yeah. it's a rib lesion. So, wow. it looks like it's pleurally based, but the epicenter. Is arising from the rib. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's another tumor that's, I think, benign. What's it
1: called?
0: Do you know? No. So, fibrous tumor of the pleura. Oh, no no
1: idea.
0: Um, It's a focal pleural mass not related to asbestosis or mesothelioma, and it's not mesothelial in origin. Okay. Um, Oh, approximately 20 to 30% are malignant. So all are taken out. Um, and then I'm just going to say this because it has been an exam. Malignant potential is determined by the number of mitoses seen on pathology. Who cares? Um, fibrous tumour of the pleura, FTP, can be associated with hypoglycemia or hypertrophic pulmonary osteoarthropathy. Do you know what that is? That's when you get, you know, that clubbing and stuff. And you get weird, (laughs) your periosteal thickening on your bones. Uh, But it's obviously that's uncommon. Um, The fibrous tumour of the pleura can be pedunculated and a pleural mass that changes position, which blows my mind. So like moves around the pleural spaces um, is suggestive of a fibrous tumour of the pleura. And they have a low FTG uptake on PET. So they're not hot. Uh, quickly, before I lose you, you look like you've run out. effusion. Tell me the different types.
1: Transidate, exudate. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Transidate, tell me.
1: That's like a clean effusion in my head. Yeah. Uh, exudate. is high protein, high okay.
0: Yeah. Transidate causes
1: uh, infection? No. So like
0: paraneumonic, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And like cardiogenic. Yeah. And all
0: of those. Yeah. Low protein states and nephrotic syndrome are the other ones I've got here. Exudate, exactly as you said, has got yuck in it.
1: Yeah. Um, so bugs, malignancy, mm-hmm. pus.
0: What's the criteria?
1: Um, the light criteria. Lights criteria. So thank it's you. Three things, three ratios. Yeah. So it's like the serum to pleural protein. Yeah. The serum to pleural. LDH mm-hmm. and then something else about the LDH.
0: And then it's where the LDH is really high.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But essentially, it's high in protein and LDH compared to
0: zero. And if you have a CT request of query, exudate, query, transudate, mm-hmm. is that a reasonable CT request? No. No. You can't tell the difference on no. imaging. <laughs> sometimes it's useful for the it. yeah, sometimes it's useful to tell the clinicians that when you're like, yeah. I can't tell you. Um so you have to have a sample to tell um the presence of exudate implies pleural disease, causing increased permeability of the pleural capillaries. Oh, paranumonic effusions are. Are in the exudate category. Yeah, I Whoopsie. think
1: because so, infection. Yeah. So sorry about that.
0: Empyema, TB pleuritis, mesothelioma, or pleural Mets, rheumatoid, or other collagen. That's weird. Vascular that diseases. Yeah. yeah. Just think about it that like the pleura is not being held mm-hmm. tightly enough and it's just leaking. Tell me about chylothorax. Uh, so you're
1: gonna have a blockage of your thoracic duct. Mm-hmm. So
0: then
1: you get an accumulation of your chylo.
0: Yeah. What's it associated with? mm mm-hmm.
1: okay.
0: Lymphangioleomyomatosis. Oh, was what I was
1: about yeah, earlier. it's what you were talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah. Lymphangioleomyomatosis. Yeah, it's called LM, not LAM. I know because I think the the emphasis when you say it, the bit that I forget is the second L, the L-A-O, yeah, yeah, it should be
0: LLM um,
1: or LALM.
0: It's called LAM. Let's stop giving it new acronyms to confuse ourselves. Um, is this the one that's associated? This is the one that women get, and is it associated with? Chybrusclerosis? Have I made that up? You're thinking
1: about AMLs. No. Uh, maybe. I'm thinking about
0: lamb. Will you just look it up? Because I'm sure it's associated with something.
1: Maybe. Oh, Andrew Trimson deficiency.
0: I think. No, that's not what i was thinking of. Okay. <laughs> I'll
1: go read your pages.
0: Yeah. Um. While I'm doing that, I'll just read what we already know. <laughs> yes, it is. Is it? Oh.
1: It's often considered a forme fruste of complex. Oh what! Forme fruste. It's like Italian.
0: I've never heard that.
1: It's a term which refers to the incomplete phenotypic expression.
0: Hmm. How interesting. Um. So, kyphothorax, plural effusion, consisting of
1: unusual. And that classic example that I've got saved. Yeah. In packs, has that.
0: Perfect. Um, so, chylothorax kind of right, so let me just finish this. Prolifusion yes, yes. consisting of intestinal lymph, most commonly caused by neoplastic obstruction of the thoracic duct. It's also associated with lymphangioleomyomatosis. Um, thoracic duct originates in the cisterna chyli in the upper abdomen and drains into the left brachycephalic or subclavian vein. We're done.
1: Why is it associated with lamb though?
0: That makes no sense to me. I don't know. I don't know what lamb is. We'll come on to lamb Will when we do cystic things. See you then. Bye.